We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, here we go. Tuesday, December 13th. Uh, let me fill you in on the weather first. Uh, 20% chance for showers today. Warm breeze will blow throughout the day. Then tomorrow turns stormy. In advance of a cold front, 90% chance for showers, maybe some severe storms. I think the primary risk for that would be in northern and maybe central Louisiana. But then it turns much cooler on Thursday, highs of 62. And then on Friday, sunny, cool. Man, just perfect. Highs of 59, few showers around Saturday with a 30% chance for showers, highs of 52. Sun comes back Sunday, highs of 56, and then Monday, highs of 60. So I don't know if it's going to be as cold as they thought it would be initially. Either way, it's going to be a lot better than what we've been experiencing. Right now, we're looking about 65 degrees if you average temperatures throughout the area. Peter Scharf joins us as he does every Tuesday morning. Talk about crime in the New Orleans area. Dr. Peter Scharf, adjunct professor, criminologist at LSU Health New Orleans School of Medicine. How you doing, Doc? Peter? Good. I, th- I think we need zoloft in the water, Tommy. I hate to say it. It's crazy out there. Peter, to tell you the truth, I, I don't think I can really take any more anti- antidepressants than I am. I'm pretty much like a Walgreens as it is. So, I don't know. No, it's, uh, no, it's, it's uh, Peter, let me, let me go, it, it, go ahead. Sure, I'm sorry. Please. Then no, you go ahead. Well, no, the only thing I was going to say is... Um, you know, the Raphael, uh, Raphael Goyeneche Metropolitan Crime Commission crunches the numbers and so forth. Um, if the numbers don't prove it, there is certainly a perception on my part. If you look at what happened, you know, middle of the day on Canal Street, guy getting shot and then they take shot and killed, took his bicycle, another murder, uh, another area of the city. It just seems like whatever small dent that the um, the, the new deployment, whatever it was, measures made in crime, that, that those are kind of going away quickly. Uh, is that just my perception or is that the fact? You're not mentioning it up. Okay. The, uh, you know, the reality is we have 264 murders, which puts us not only in the top tier, but the top of the top tier. We're number one and then some. The other thing is, you know, this week we had uh, 10 murders and six since you and I spoke last week. That's a lot. And, you know, it, it, you know we're looking for uh, some relief. And, you know, I think we all hope by this time of the year it would all calm down. It didn't, let's face it. You know, and uh, I think we have to look at everything going on and sort of why hasn't this worked. And then Sean Ferguson resigns. Uh, no replacement in sight. The, a battle galore between the city council and the mayor as to the process by which we choose the next police chief. 
So we can't even agree on a process. So the city council thinks, which I agree with, by the way, we need uh, uh, an open search. In 2010, when Surpass uh, became superintendent, I was part of it. Uh, we had an open search. We had, I think, 35 uh, applicants, 10 finalists. They were good. Uh, Surpass beat them all. Mm. You know, and I think we need to do something like that now. The city council last night came out with uh, a unanimous. They haven't agreed on anything since Domino's Pizza. You know, and now, you know, they're all in agreement telling the mayor we've got to have a search. You can't go with an inside candidate. You know, and the suspicion is, and I guess I agree with this too, that the internal candidates, uh, within NLPD may not have the horses to turn this around. We need something like a Pennington, uh, uh, you know, surplus to turn all of this around. How do you restore order? How to order? How do you restore restore structure to the department? How do you reverse these, as you said, horrendous murder trends that are, we're facing? Peter, I, you know, I was thinking about this last night, as a matter of fact, about um, the search for a new chief and promoting from within. And I just don't see how that could be possible because we, we have a gentleman on that's been involved in counterintelligence work. Bear with me for a second here. And he talks about how people get compromised and how, before you know it, the Chinese or the Russians have you compromised if you're in a position that has access to secret information and you got to give it to them or else they'll expose you. And I got to believe in NLPD, it would be hard to find somebody that is a current off, uh, ranking member of NLPD that has not been compromised in some way because it's apparent to me, and you can answer when we come back, it's apparent to me that there is a clique, a club, however you want to say it in NLPD, an old boys club, even though it could include women, that you're either in the club and that's Sean Ferguson and, and, and some of the captains and the mayor, or you're not. And if you are, then you can get away with whatever kind of payroll shenanigans you want and everything's okay. If you're not in that club, then um, you're going you're gonna to be crucified by every dot on the I and cross in the T of the consent decree. And if, that being the, if that's the case, I don't know how you can either bring somebody from a rank that has not already been compromised and doesn't owe somebody this or somebody that, or somebody that's not in the club has this or that on them. I just don't see how it could work. You can talk about it when we come back. If you all have any questions or comments, text them to 504-260-1870. That's the Oakland Art Jeweler Talk and Text Line. I'll pass them along. When we return, 620 time for traffic now on WWL. 625, Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to Dr. Peter Scharf about crime and the new NOPD uh, superintendent. Somebody texted in, Peter, that's a harsh statement, Tommy. You're saying there is no one whatsoever within the rank and file of the NOPD that is qualified to be the superintendent because they are all compromised. I hope you have evidence to back that statement up. I, I don't need evidence to back it up. I think um, uh, common sense would dictate if you think about it and if you have any sense about the way an organization works and um, the um, – the hierarchy within that if there is a group of officers that are in and a group of officers that are not in, well, then the group of officers, if you promote from within uh, and they were in on it from the beginning, well, then the officers that were not in the club, well, then they say they, they have the goods on the other ones. And it's just not the goods. Maybe I'm being too dramatic about that, but it's just 
it just seems to me, Peter, that uh, you got to have a, a, a fresh, a new broom sweeps clean, whatever the saying is. I don't know how you could promote from within because apparently there is, uh, with the payroll shenanigans and everything else, um, uh, an in crowd and an out crowd, right? Well, back in the 90s, and, you know, I was here then, I'm old. I came same week as Pennington came down from D.C. I was working at the police foundation up there. And the most common line was, they can't fire me because I know where the bodies are. Yep. That, was, that was the line. Mm-hmm. You know, that every, they all said. You know, and he, now the situation, and, and you, you, you really have to be careful in thinking this through. Is this a gallbladder operation or is it cancer? And I think we don't know yet. I think it's the truth. Mm-hmm. So how, why, there are many police officers with high levels of integrity and competence. And I think um, Fausto Pachado and the group from New York are doing a good group, a good job in trying, and I'm using the word trying, to put some organizational controls on the line officers. But I think I think we're in for a very rough ride, and and to find out how broad, broad is the compromise, uh, how dysfunctional is the organization. You can't get to 264 murders in 11 and a half months without something going on. And the research shows that, you know, low integrity, high violence rates, and that's what we got. And I think somebody's got to really put, uh, take a look. And now the current controversy between the mayor and the city council is, is the battle of the Marne, I guess, or whatever for New Orleans. You know, are we going to pick somebody close to the system or are we going to have an open search and and a new day i think we need a new leader a very tough leader seven of seven city council members sent a letter to the mayor last night as i understand it demanding an open national search yeah peter let me clean this up before we run out of time i am not saying that everybody in nopd is corrupt that's not the point i'm making at all what i'm saying is as you, well, just for the listeners to understand what I'm saying, that, as you said, you know where the bodies are, are buried. It just seems to me if you're going to really turn this thing around, you're going to have to bring in somebody from out of town who doesn't owe anybody anything. There are no allegiances. There are no, well, I covered you for this. You covered me for that, so you owe me. If you're going to really clean this up, you got to bring somebody in from out of town that owes nobody anything. Nobody has the goods on anybody. Nobody can threaten anybody with anything. Somebody texted in the officers who went to Mr. Baptiste's house uh, to issue a summon were accused of lying by the police monitor, yet nothing has happened. Professional Gallagher, who flew the wi- blew the whistle on officers, maybe a typo error, anyway, a typo uh, fraud, said Sabrina Richardson was not the biggest offender, yet she is the only one who seems to have been disciplined. The clique or club is real, alive, and well. And the other thing, it's not just about being an officer who is not compromised. It's about running a multi-million dollar enterprise, which is what the NOPD is. So we'll pick it up here. We come back 6.30, time for WWL First News. For that, we go to Ian Ozan. Six, uh, pardon me, I'm 6.42, 18 before 7. Tommy Tucker, WWL, back with Peter Scharf, Dr. Peter Scharf, adjunct professor and criminologist at LSU Health New Orleans School of Medicine. 
I think, Peter, what some people don't realize is that the NOPD uh, has a budget of about $155 million. So you're talking about an entity with those kind of yearly expenditures, $155 million. You have to not only bring in somebody that has uh, experience and knowledge of how to effectively fight crime, but you have to bring in somebody who he or she is a manager and can effectively run an organization with how many officers do we have now or employees? Rough number. About 920, as I understand it. 920 people, hopefully going up to 12. 12 officers. Yeah, yeah. and so, so maybe like 12, 1,500 people, hopefully, and a $155 million budget and run an organization where you maintain, you attract the best and keep them on staff while fighting crime and running a, a legal um, police department with that kind of budget. So it's a lot of manage- management skills, not just being a law enforcement officer is the point I'm trying to make. What essential characteristics you think um, do you think they should look for in a new NOPD superintendent? Well, I spoke to John Caslon, one of the New York group, one of our great bankers and terrific businessmen, and he said understanding how to run an organization is one of the prime characteristics. Uh, the second, I think, is vision, that you have a vision for the future and you can articulate that vision. The thing, as you said at the start of the show, we have a trust problem with the police right now uh, that we squandered a lot of goodwill built over a number of years. And, you know, how, how does the lead new leader, how do they build back trust? And a lot of it is pressing flesh, doing what you say you're going to do, uh, solving crimes. One of, one of the, and then there's this component, and I, uh, sent in the note to you this morning the six pillars of law enforcement leadership. The other thing is crime fighting. With 264 murders in 11 and a half months, they have, to, they have to be a warrior, a bit of a warrior as well, she or he. And, you know, how do you get this murder rate down to reasonable portions? I think the New York group has done some good. But clearly... You know, we've had 10 murders in 12 days in December, unless that's a one-off, which I don't think it is. We, we, that, that person has to be able to fight crime. Uh, Jack Maple was a great example, one of the examples. We brought him in as a consultant in the 90s, and he'd jump over uh, uh, subway uh, turnstiles and catch criminals. He was good at that. And I think I think that uh, it's a it's a unique hybrid. There are very few people out there. One of the problems, the reality is, not everybody out there in the country, assuming we have an open search, would be really excited about coming to New Orleans, given the political situation. So the critical question might be, can you attract top talent, and what do you need to do that? You know, I think the bonuses work for the line officers. The um, the question for the uh, leaders is, is there enough political stability in the city right now that somebody would leave Seattle, Cincinnati, wherever they are, uh, and come to New Orleans? Are you willing to take the chance? And a lot of it is in the city hall, not in the police department. 
so you know we've got to create an environment where uh, a successful police executive is willing to come here. So it isn't just picking the best in, of, of the breed. It's convincing the best of the breed to come here. Um, when it comes to the mayor and timesheets and Officer Vappy and whatever was going on at the Pontalba, which if it was on everybody's free mind, uh, free time, I don't care about. But if it means that uh, officers were are able to manipulate their timesheets and the mayor winks at the police chief who winks at the whoever signs off on a timesheet and everything gets approved then that means to me that, and, you know, this guy used a phrase, a order of corruption with details way back in the day, but it would seem to me that that a order of corruption leads up to the mayor's office if she's complicit in, you know, just let this guy's timesheet go because we're doing whatever at the Pontalba. I, I don't know how, how does a new police chief, first of all, if you promote from within, how do you carve out that distinction with the mayor? Because she's not going to promote you unless you're part of the clique. I don't see how that happens. If there's a national search, maybe, and you find somebody that, from within that is qualified and is not beholding to anybody, I guess that could work. But, again, in terms of a national search, you're going to have to find somebody that the mayor lets be the police chief, right? I mean, lets them do their work. Right. And there was a commission in the 1940s, the Wickersham Commission, and they separated police from politics, and we've got to do that. You've got to have a very wait. Who did that? Where? What? It's called the Wickersham Commission. It was actually in Los Angeles, and they uh, they made a series of reforms where they separated law enforcement from politics. And you have to do that if if law enforcement is a, a, a byproduct or an extension of political influence. We're dead. It's that simple, you know, and and we're, you know, in very few departments, I think, have faced both a murder crisis and a moral ethical crisis at the same time. We are, just as you said, and we've got to clean the ethical issues up in order to make, find the will and the public trust to really figure out how do we reduce these murders? In, in uh, 2019, we had uh, 121 murders. As of yesterday, we had 264, 140% increase. This is horrendous. But, but Peter, let you me know, let me let me and, stop you one second. Let me in the time we have left. I want to I want to take this down from the ivory sure. tower and bring it to the street level. There is no doubt that the mayor has her fingers in an OPD, is there? No, she's absolutely none. I mean, she and that, that's because what I'm saying is right she now. she Officer Vappy at some point with with what's going on with his timesheets and and I, I mean I, I guess what I'm trying to say is she had to know this was going on. I would think unless she has some kind of uh, plausible deniability that she constructed in this whole or, um, affair, whatever you want to call it. But but the, and I don't mean it in that sense. This whole uh, thing. This whole incident. Here's what I'm trying to say. I don't know how the hell anything's going to change unless you get the mayor to back the hell off and let the police superintendent do their job. And I don't know how any reasonable person could say, oh, well, Latoya Cantrell is going to get the, you know, she's going to hear the message from God and, and then she's going to back off and let the new NOPD superintendent do their work. I don't I don't see that happening. I really don't. Your thoughts? No, I, I, I hate to say this, but I think you're right. Essentially right. 
it's difficult to say this, but does she have the credibility and the performance record in managing the NLPD to pick the next chief executive? And it, I don't think the track record's there in all kinds of ways. And you need you need to get, start again. Start with an open search. I think the city council is essentially right to say this, and and build a, a solid executive foundation for the New Orleans Police Department. This was a proud organization mm-hmm. at one time. It's not now. And and again, you know, if you brought if you're part of the group that brought it to its present status, you know, I think you really you don't have the moral authority, you have the legal authority mm-hmm. until January first, you know, the rule the, the new ordinance or the new rule doesn't take effect. So she can choose the chief. But morally you know, in terms of community support, I don't think that mandate is there. And I think we have to go with an independent search. We did it in two thousand ten. That's how we got surpass. You know, I was part of it. And uh, it worked well. We had 35 candidates uh, we vetted, got references on, and then we, we and surface one. That simple. Mm-hmm. He was the best. He had, he had a PhD. He, had, he was the superintendent. And could, and, could in, consi- uh, and could clearly state a vision, I'm guessing, right, and a plan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he had a clear plan. And but, but, the, but Peter, the, again, with all of that, it all, you know, I hate to make this conversation circular, but it all comes back to Latoya Cantrell. And if she's not going to let the NOPD superintendent run the department and she's going to continue to goof around with officers and timesheets and everything else, uh, what's going to change in the next three years unless there's a recall? I, I, don't, I don't know. I, am I wrong? No. And, that, and that's a rock and a hard place. You know, and I think, you know, hopefully uh, the city council and the mayor's office will work something out. But it has to be in finding the best person in the United States willing to come, and that's an important willing precept. Willing to come being the key words there. Thank you, Peter. I appreciate your time. We'll talk to you next week, all right? Look forward to you it. Bet. Peter you Sharp, adjunct professor, criminologist at LSU Health New Orleans School of Medicine. Sometimes I'm not the most popular guy at the cocktail parties because I'm the one that tells the truth or just points out the obvious, which is as long as LaToya Cantrell is mayor, Nothing's going to change with NOPD. I, I don't. I don't see it. I and, and I'll tell you. I think it's going to be interesting to watch politically what happens if she does decide to appoint her chief before the end of the year. I think she's going to ensure her recall. Maybe wrong about that. I don't know. I also think that whomever she appoints, if she does do this before the end of the year, and and flaunts the the charter change and the council and everything else, and just does it because she can, which she's known to do. Um, I, I think that she's going to doom whomever she names, even though they may be very qualified. 6.53 and a half traffic now, WWL. From the Acadian Windows and Siding, WWL Traffic Center, I'm Tom Perumian. I-10 from Laplace, you've got some slow traffic from... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 